chime into the conversation. Got a couple of questions of the day that we threw out there as well. Um, Grizzlies taking on the Pelicans tonight in Memphis. 6.30 is your tip time. Five and a half point favorites. Now that was before the news came out today, uh, right after shoot around, that there's a little soreness. A little soreness. And the hamstring of Brandon Ingram, and he's listed as questionable. And as I thought, that's why I refreshed it, the line has jumped. It went from five and a half to six and a half. So a full point here. Based on the news that Brandon Ingram is questionable for uh, the game today. So he's day to day. And let's see if the Pelicans can find a way to take care of the Grizzlies. Pretty good team that's been playing some pretty good basketball here. Tomorrow, Pels come back home into back-to-back. Again, probably another reason you, you rest Brandon Ingram here. I think this homestand is extremely important. The homestand is extremely important for the Pelicans. You have a back-to-back tomorrow with the Magic. And then on Friday, you got Orlando, uh, you got Charlotte. Houston, Phoenix on Sunday, Tuesday. So tomorrow, Orlando. Friday is Charlotte. Sunday is Houston. Tuesday is Phoenix. That's your four-game homestand before you go face, as Todd likes to call them, the Pop Roaches in San Antonio on Friday the 18th. But I think that homestand, you got to win three. Like you, you have to win three of those four games. And, and I'm saying the Phoenix game would be your toughest one. But look. All of these games, you, you just never know. If you show up, you play good. Again, I didn't think that Brandon Ingram was not going to probably play today because of soreness. So you never know when a player is out and a player of that caliber is out. It makes games tougher, right? So, but in the, that four-game home stretch, Orlando, Charlotte, Houston, and Phoenix, that has to be a three-and-one homestand. That has to be minimum three-and-one homestand. Now, you got help last night. Spurs beat the Lakers. So... Again, if you would have won that game on Sunday, as Todd said, you'd be in the ninth spot right now. But LeBron didn't play yesterday. He has left knee soreness. When you look at the other help that you got, the Trailblazers lost. They got spanked by Minnesota last night. So they're now two full games behind you. If you can find a way to get a win tonight, really will will help you. Again, going to that four-game homestand. Now, the college coach of Jean Morant was on ESPN a little bit earlier today. And Matt McMahon said he's not really surprised at all by what he's seeing Jean Morant be able to do so far in the league. Well, it's a combination of things. I'm, I'm sure, Max, people, you know, you're automatically wowed by the, the freak plays, the athleticism, uh, the explosiveness, and all those things. But the guy has unbelievable basketball IQ. I've talked about it for years. This is nothing new to us. He's a culture builder. He makes everyone in your organization better because he's a relentless competitor. He's tough as hell. He loves to win. He wants to make everyone else around him better. So people love playing with him. You know, Jay Will and, and Keyshawn would know better. You know, there's that it factor. They had it as players. It's hard to describe, but he's got the it factor. And that's why he's going to be a, a once-in-a-lifetime player. Um, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was one of those things that you know 
We're going to see tonight how that goes. Now, by the way, the other thing that you saw um, in, a one, in a week's time is you've seen the reaction on how Zion sort of, you know, CJ McCollum comes out, hey, lay off of him, things of that nature. Ben Simmons, you know, sitting there saying, hey, look, I, I think he's lost 24 pounds, hearing good things about him. The Pelicans got things cooking, all of this other stuff going on. Which I, I love it, right? All of a sudden, it's great. Here's uh, the Zach Lowe podcast on Zion. My other pressure rankings were the Pelicans, just to make mm. some noise in the play-in. And by the way, and, they've already won the Frisky Award for the 2022. Just, just incredibly frisky, right? Three guys: Jonas, McCollum, Ingram. That can get shots. Herb Jones is doing stuff. I've, I've the, been impressed. The pressure was just make sure this is real, and you make some noise in the play-in. And this is something that Zion looks at and says, okay, something, something's interesting going on here. Or, like, does, is Zion going to play? Zion's, Zion, what the hell is going on with Zion? Just the Zion thing. And then I, I, heard, had to, I heard he dropped 24 pounds. It's a lot of pounds. A lot of pounds. Well, Maybe I had Andrew Lopez, our Pelicans guy, on last week or uh, to talk about Zion. And, and his he was much less the sky is falling than – some other people have been, and he he's well connected within that team. So you know, we'll see. <laughs> I like how they said that about Andrew. He was less the sky is falling <laughs> than others. Look, um, it's one of the reasons I I threw that out there today as a topic that I think New Orleans and, and Memphis has a chance to be a Saints Falcons rivalry in the next three to five years. And again. I understand steps need to happen. I know John called earlier. He understood it as well. Um, steps need to happen, right? You got to have, first off, Zion healthy. First off, he needs to be able to play. Then play a season. Then play like he was playing last year when he was healthy. And I think he can be better. He still can improve on his game. He can be a better defender, which I think comes by being in better shape. I think he can be a better offensive player. That comes by work. That comes by leagues, you know, years in the league, working with Fred Vincent more than, you know, an off season or two. That, you know, being able to work on your game, going in the lab, as they like to say in the summer, working against other players, adding elements to your game, um, getting better, getting stronger, getting all those different aspects of it. And I think for him, you know, the closer we can get to Duke Zion, you know, um, Body shape wise, I think the better for him. You know, you put on that, those videos that show what he was like at Duke. The guy is a phenomenal athlete. Phenomenal for that size, at that size. The thing is, he's almost twice that size, you know, since that, man. I mean, it, and that limits your ability to, you know, be as quick, be as fluid on the defensive end. Like, I'm not even talking about the offensive end. The defense of it, the, the fact that that was remotely talked about as him being a struggle since he's been in the league, that that's crazy because the guy was a serious defender in college. Like, I, you know, I'm not saying he's Herb Jones, but guy blocked shots left and right, and you just didn't really see a ton of that, you know, in his time here. So, look, I'm open out of time. September comes next year, man. We, we, I, this team has a lot of potential. Not to say the season's done, not to say the season's over, 
who knows if he could come in and, and do something. I just think that the better version of him is still to come. I, I really honestly do think that. And I think getting a guy like CJ in there, seeing what this team is capable of, um, and then hopefully that light clicking in his head too, that he's got to put in that work uh, to get better. But it all starts from being healthy. But I do think that this, you know, these two teams can become a rivalry. I honestly believe that. Still to come, we'll touch on the big trade, of course, between the Seahawks and the Broncos. Russell Wilson going to Denver for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth and three players, one of which is quarterback Drew Locke for the Broncos heading over to Seattle. So Saints fans that kind of talked about or wanted a deal like this, that's what the hole would have been. Two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, and a couple of players. Would you have been okay with that? Aaron Rodgers agreeing to stay with the Packers for $200 million. He's going to get 50 for the next four years. 153 of that is guaranteed. Coming up next, Eric Hazeltine. He is the voice of the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll chat with him. That is next when we return on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> Not a soul up ahead and nothing behind There's a desert in my blood and a storm in your eyes Am I the king of nothing at all? And you're the queen of nothing at all Well, I remember the fight and I forget the pain I got my hand in your pocket and my key in your chain Am I the king of nothing at all? It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's crawfish season, and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Markets starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Market. Tastes like home. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover, exceptionally common sense. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. It's 
We'll get with Eric Hazeltine in a quick second. Adam Schefter, what happened with the Russell Wilson deal and how it came to be? The Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks reached agreement on a trade that will send nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos in a massive package of picks and players that will go back to Seattle in exchange for Russell Wilson. Now, some people might say, well, is this having to do with Aaron Rodgers? The Broncos moved on from him? No. The Broncos and Seahawks have been in talks for a couple of weeks now. The Broncos general manager, George Payton, initiated the talks, and they are resulting in a deal, an agreement with the Seattle Seahawks, in which Russell Wilson has to waive his no-trade clause, which he's expected to do, and which he must pass a physical, which obviously he is expected to do. So that was Adam Schefter earlier today announcing that big trade. Roger staying with the Packers. Wilson now a Bronco. So that has been national big news here locally, of course. Pels fans getting ready for tonight's game against the Grizzlies. We spoke with the Graf back at 130. Let's get the other side of things. Mr. Eric Hasseltine joins us at Eric Hasseltine over on Twitter. Radio voice of the Memphis Grizzlies. Hello, sir. Nice to talk to you again. Oh, you have got the sir part well, uh, well in the wrong place, my friend. Uh, that that would be my father. No, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> um, doing well. Last time we chatted was the last time these two teams played back in February, yeah. and I remember we were all excited about that. Shot didn't play that game. It looks like Bi may not in this one with hamstring soreness. You got a back to back tomorrow. I think a crucial home game stand for the Pels that you need to get at least three out of four there. At some point, we're going to have everybody healthy between these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, I would think- uh, that would be nice. Because I think we're looking at, uh, I, I was talking with uh, Daniel Salerson last night and, and today as well, and, and Todd and I have had this conversation. These two teams are, yeah. are I think, going to be in a collision course for the next handful of years. The addition of C.J. McCollum for the Pelicans, and, uh, you know, if, if it's always the question if Zion can get back. I believe eventually the young man will, will find the way back to playing basketball again and, and get healthy and, and you're talking about two teams with, with really nice rosters and really good young head coaches uh, that are going to be a force in that Southwest division. You mix in Dallas, and I think you're looking at three teams that are going to kind of kind of rule the roost there. I, Houston's got a lot of young talent. San Antonio's rebuilding, but sure. um, this is going to be a fun matchup for years to come for sure. And that's what I was going to say. I, I look at it, and look, I understand it every year. You know, certain teams become surprises. Look, Minnesota is one this year, right? I mean, they're a seven right. seed. Memphis, we've talked about it currently, the second seed. So you, you do see the steps that can sort of take. But look, CP is only going to play so long over at Phoenix, and that's a different team, obviously, without them. I know they got Booker. At some point, Steph's not going to be making half-court shots, right? I mean, would go to you would hope not, right? You hope not. I, so I'm with you, I, I and I keep projecting this, right? Three to five years is kind of what I've been saying on the show today, and I'm saying I wonder if Memphis, New Orleans – can be like Saints and Falcons here in the NFL, how we sort of look at it. Now, steps need to happen for that to happen. These games need to matter. You need to have the two principal characters and Zion and Ja on the court facing each other, having 30, 40-point dueling efforts, things of that nature. So it's there, though. I mean, you can see it, man. I, that 52-point game, what, what I was seeing Ja do, how I'm seeing that stadium – Dude, it reminded me of the early days of Jordan with the Bulls. You know, they, they weren't winning championships then. Everyone knew one player on that team. But that highlight package of that 52-point night, Eric, the dunk, the catch on the half-court toss, then the, the dribbling later on in the game, the defensive stops, man, that, that really reminded me of Jordan and Kobe early days. 
Yeah, he's he's special. Um, I've joked with him. I've joked with his father, his uncle, who are all uh, around on a regular basis that, that he's going to get me fired one day because he's just doing things that make you want to shout out an expletive. Like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. Um, and certainly the dunk on Pirtle, we saw that come from Steven Adams in that game. Um, you know, I, I watched him launch it and I was like, he's going to have to go really high to get that in my head. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's going to get there and try to shoot this. And just in your mind, you're just like, stop it. Come on. Like that's, that's absurd. Um, but yeah, it's, it's similar. I mean, I, am such a fan of Michael Jordan and that's how I grew up. It's hard for me to get there just yet, but the, the way that, Michael used to score and you'd look up and it was so effortless and you look up and he's got 28 and you're like, wow, he just scored 28 and did it efficiently, did it spectacularly, but also did it in a hurry. That's where Ja was that night. And I think he's realizing he's, you know, he's got that in his game. He had a 46 point effort to break the franchise record earlier. He had 44. It was in a loss. He took a three and in the back of my mind, I'm like, I kind of don't want this to go in because I want him to break the franchise record, which at the time was 45, in a victory, not in a loss where someone says, yeah, he got the franchise record, but he was piling up points when the game was over, you know, or right. at least, you know, pretty much over. The 46-point the effort was in a win. The 52-point effort was in a win. So those were, I think those were more meaningful to him. He's the kid's special with talent, but he's also special in his knowledge of the game. Um, I call him a kid. He's a father, so I probably shouldn't use that term like right. that. He's a young man has, has got gifts beyond imagination, but he's also got an incredible grasp of the game. If you ever talk to Taylor Jenkins about what it's like to coach John, he said it's like having another coach because he comes in, he absorbs everything. We'll be telling him what we're looking for, and before we can even utter the sentence, he'll say what what we're about to say. Right. And that's a that's different. You know, there's there's guys that are supremely gifted athletically shot wise, whatever, but if they don't really understand the game and they don't have a grasp of where they can elevate their teammates and themselves to the next level, then they're just great players. You know, superstars are guys that elevated everybody around them, not just because they had a relentless desire to win, but because they understood the nuances that, you know, just it's not always easy to see. And I don't always see them, and I've been around the team 21 years. I mean, I, I've seen our plays run inside and out, and there's times where I'm like, how did Josh see that out of that play? And you just scratch your head and go, well, that's because he's got a different grasp of it. He sees third and fourth and fifth options when you usually only see two. And so um, there's times where he's still got some growing up to do. You know, like like any 22-year-old player that's just, you know, taking the league by storm, there's nights where he maybe tries to put a little too much mustard on the hot dog, as I like to say, and, and maybe makes a, a harder, a simple play harder than it needs to be. But uh, if that's what you have to take with with all the spectacular, I'll, I'll take double doses right, of it. Right. Deal with some bad turnovers that yeah. you know in three or four years he doesn't make. Yeah, and I'm with you, man. I I literally referenced that as well when you were talking about uh, Jordan speak with Eric Hazeltine, voice of the Grizzlies on radio. I was, you know, saying WGN, you had to put it on. You know, I just I could, it, it could be Tuesday, it could be February, it could yep. be March, it could be November. I just had to because I probably was going to watch. One play at least, Michael yeah. do something and go wow. I mean, just that's how I felt, and that's sort of how I feel now, man. When I always see you guys play, I'm quickly going to the highlights. I just what, what happened today, you know? I'm like, what right. did you do today? And that's why I was referencing that, you know, those games like that. It's just, it, it's just, it's fun to see, and you can just see the reaction and how it gets to, 
what I want to see here in New Orleans because, you know, it's been an interesting two weeks. Eric uh, battling Kendrick Perkins and everybody else saying that, you know, the days are numbered in New Orleans. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But, you know, look, I mean, the the FedEx Forum, dude, that that wasn't – you know what it is now, right? A couple of years no. ago, I mean, winning matters, no. and you got to have a player that, that that gets you to want to go see it. Well, I'll get I'll give it to you one better. We won for seven years in a row. I mean, we I didn't ever suit up and play, sure. but the, the the Grizzlies won for seven years in a row. They made a Western Conference Finals in that stretch. They got to three conference semifinals and battled to Game Seven in two of those, um, and really had great teams, but they weren't quite good enough to beat. Uh, the Warriors, or they weren't cu- quite good enough to beat the Thunder with Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook, or they weren't, weren't quite good enough to beat the San Antonio Spurs. But nobody wanted to watch it because it was methodical, it was physical, it was predicated on defense really dictating the tempo rather than your offense, making teams really work for shots. And their offense was good, but they didn't have guys that could just get out and run. And so mm-hmm. they played to their strength as such the Grizzlies were rarely on national TV and I'm, I'm not sure how the fan base is in New Orleans unfortunately I'm not there every day but mm-hmm. I know our fan base would always believe oh we're getting shafted no one wants to put a great team on TV I'm like look these people that make decisions which games to put on don't do it by pulling rabbits out of hats they look at numbers they look at ratings they look at who you know who sells jerseys who right. whose attendance on the road is higher and the Grizzlies just weren't there now flip the script, and the Grizzlies are the fourth highest team on the road in terms of attendance per game. They are drawing fans, and it's, it, I see it when we travel to other arenas as a group that there are triple, quadruple, ten times in some situations more Grizzlies jerseys than there's ever been. Walking wow. around you know, downtowns and seeing kids running around in Ja Morant jerseys. Mm-hmm. Saw in Houston uh, on Sunday, which was not a day I'd like to remember because they, they let one go that they shouldn't have probably, <laughs> right. but that's what sometimes happens. But there was a kid with a picture of the dunk that John Moran attempted where he tried to jump over Kevin Love. And that's where, you know, probably where I, I realized he was special. Right. Then when I saw him literally do the splits over a six foot ten human being mm-hmm. and didn't get rim checked on the dunk, hit the back iron. He just gave it too much lift. And I went, uh oh, that's, that's different. And the kid had a picture of the attempt. On his T-shirt, he lives in Houston, where at that time the Rockets were still pretty good. So you're going like, what is going on here? That's just the nature of how galvanizing the young man is. And the, and the sad thing almost is the, the rest of the roster is really good. And maybe people haven't heard of guys like De'Anthony Melton or Desmond Bain or even Jaron Jackson Jr., probably more of Jaron than, than people would, would, you know, than some of the other guys, but even Dylan Brooks and uh, Tyus Jones and – they're a great overall team. They play well off, off one of another's strengths. They, they genuinely, to a man, all get along. There's no tension in the locker room. You know, these guys are taking team photos after big wins because they literally say, we want to remember this. This is a special group. This is a group that, you know, if we have to say goodbye to some people, and that's the nature of the NBA, we're never going to forget this team. We're never going to forget this group. And I've never seen anything like it. I mean, there's yeah. times we land in cities on the team plane and the buses are, are waiting because the guys are up there still having so much fun wow. on the flight that they forget that we've landed. <laughs> the security <laughs> guys go up and go, yo, we do have to leave the plane at some point today, fellas. And, right. you know, it, it's cool in a way. You're kind of going like, all right, let, let's go. But it's pretty cool in a way to see it because I've seen teams where there's been egos and attitudes that yep. clash. And it's understandable. 
all of these guys at every level have been superstars. They've been the guy. They've been the one the coach points to that says, hey, we need a bucket, give it to him. Well, now there's only one of those guys, and they're all beyond excited that it's Ja. But Ja's going like, hey, if they double-team me, I believe in you. I believe in you. I mean, there was a game in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid did not play. The Grizzlies were in a dogfight with the Sixers. They had beaten them without Embiid before, and they were they had a shot to win the game. They triple-teamed Ja, and he went to a rookie in Zaire Williams. Zaire missed the corner three. Jaw walked right over to him, pat him on the back of the head, said, shake it off, hit the next one. And when he talked in the postgame media, he said, look, I made that pass because it's the right basketball play. Not because I don't want to take the shot, but me forcing a 30-footer over a triple team is nowhere near as good a shot as him taking an, or, you know, as our, as Zaire taking an open corner three, which I know he can make, I believe he can make, and if I had the same decision to do over again, I'm giving him the ball again. And I went, okay. And that has meant the world for Zaire Williams. Like, we've talked to him in post-game interviews where he said, job believing in me helped me elevate my game. And that's yeah. where you know you have a good leader on your hand. Final thing for us, Eric, what is the key tonight to, to keep an eye on? Oh, C.J. McCollum is a certified Grizz killer, so that's one. I think Grizzlies' three-point shooting is always a big factor for us. When they're on, it's awfully tough to stop them because they're the number one team in points in the paint. And then that battle down low with Jonas Valanciunas and Steven Adams. The Grizzlies are tops in the league in rebounding and points in the paint, offensive rebounding. Um, if they can win that battle on the glass and keep, keep the Pelicans away from second chances, they got a real good chance. If the Pelicans, with their length and ability to switch, kind of switch up the defensive schemes, that's where they can give the Grizzlies some problems. And look, man, I think Willie Green's going to be a terrific head coach. I know Taylor Jenkins is. This is going to be a fun battle of, of two young basketball coaches in terms of young for coaches um, that really understand the game and, and it's going to be really interesting to be to watch how they play off of the flow of the game and what they do to adjust their game points but if the Grizzlies are out and running and uh, knocking down threes they're awfully tough especially at home and the resiliency of this team after a loss has been remarkable so I'm not trying to see it sound like you know doom and gloom for Pelicans fans because they sure. always fight the Grizzlies hard but this is one I think the Grizzlies are ramped up and ready for, and I think the Pelicans are too after that tough overtime loss. So it's going to oh. be a fun battle, to say the least. Yeah, this just yeah I'm sorry to me to bring up a bad stuff. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I'm still, I still close my eyes and see Jokic, you know, tantrum and, you know, the jerseys over his head. And, well, yep, yeah. Pell's got called for another foul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that's, a, that's the unfortunate thing sometimes. But I'll tell you what, I, I look at that race for the, for the play-in tournament. And it's hard for me to see anybody that, that truly right now is playing better than New Orleans. And right. if they get in there, they're going to be a tough out. I mean, I, I, we've seen what they did to the Lakers. So um, I don't think that the Lakers would like to see the Pelicans in there. But I, I think the Pelicans, honestly, with that game coming up against Orlando, which I think is very, very winnable, obviously, because of their record. But the way I've seen Orlando playing and the strengths match up. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to catch the Lakers and move into that home court advantage in nine and just look what the Grizzlies did last year. That would be a lot of fun to see them get in. Yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, at some point soon, Eric, we, we're probably, we, we are eventually going to have a game where everyone's healthy. Zion's on the yeah. floor. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It might be next year, but it'll happen at some point. Enjoy the game tonight, man. Hey, thanks, boss. Be, be good. Yeah, for sure. Eric Hazeltine. Give him a follow on Twitter at Eric Hazeltine. And he is the radio voice of the Grizzlies. 630 tonight. It is the Pelicans and Grizzlies. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Phone lines are open if you'd like to chime into the conversation. It is the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service, without all the drama. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. If you believe placing your electronic devices on sleep or standby when connected to a network will prevent attacks by hackers, think again. They are susceptible to remote attacks. So whenever possible, turn your computer, tablet, or smartphone completely off or switch to the airplane mode located in your settings application. It's your first line of defense against hack attack. A public service message from the Consumer Electronics Association. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shad Khan said he will not make a hasty decision, nor will he be swayed by emotion when it comes to Coach Urban Meyer. He's gone. He's fired a number of coaches along the way since he became the owner. So right now, I'm saying on record, Urban Meyer will be fired mm. at the end of the year. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003 NBA Today now talking about the Russell Westbrook um, comments after the game on whether or not he's being unfairly harassed and we should stop referencing Westbrook, that name. Doesn't care for it. Had this to say: No longer allow people. Um, you know, for example, West Brick to me is now shaming. Like it's shaming my name. It's uh, my legacy for my kids. Um, it's a name that means more, not just to me, but to my wife, to my mom, my dad, uh, the ones um, that kind of paved the way for me. And and that's just one example. I mean, that kind of hit myself and my wife in a, in a place where um, it's not great, man. And and you know, I think. A lot of it, a lot of times, you know, I let it slide, but it's now time to put a stop to to that and put it on notice. Like, there's a difference, and I, it, we need to make sure that it's understood. And every time I do hear it now, I will make sure that I address it and uh, make sure that I nip that in the butt. And all of this also came from that's part of the longer statement uh, that he that he had after the game, in which his wife before the game yesterday went out and said, "Look, they're getting death threats." And um, she's gone back and forth with me and members like Skip Bayless about it. He's like, I'm going to keep speaking my truth. And she's like, well, your truth is hurting my family and all this other stuff. And we were talking about that line, what's crossed or not, and what what's fair or not. And again, this isn't the first time Westbrook's had issues. Remember back in OKC, at Denver, at Utah, he's gotten into it with fans and things of that nature. Um, And it, it's been a thing that he's you know dealt with. Also happened in Houston with them as well. 
So he did say this, though, afterwards. My character, the shaming of who I am as a person, um, is to me is not warranted. Um, I haven't done anything to anybody. I haven't hurt anyone. I haven't done anything but play basketball a way that people may not like. Um, and this is just a game. This is just a game. This is not my entire life. Uh, um, and I think that is the, the ultimate thing that's been for me. And I don't like to harp on. I kind of just kind of wonder out the other, but once it starts to affect my, my family, my wife, um, even today, my mom says something about it today and it affects them even going to games. Like my, I don't even want to bring my kids to the game because I don't want them to hear people calling their dad nicknames and out of their names for no reason because he's playing the game that he loves. And it's it's gotten so bad where, you know, my family don't even want to go to home games, to any game, because of, you know, uh, not just the media across the globe use their platforms to constantly shame, shame, shame me. So, again, it went on for about four minutes, uh, all those different things. So a lot of people today, kind of like we did today, targeting, um, talking today about what is the fair line, what is fair criticism when you are an athlete or entertainer or something, you know, um, critiquing or saying things about the game, how that person played, fair game, certain level, what isn't. Obviously, look, I think we all would agree, you don't even need to talk about this. You shouldn't ever death threaten anybody, much less a, an athlete's family. That's That's lunacy. That makes zero sense. It's getting criticism for saying it's just a game. Turn on CNN or Fox News or wherever it is that you get your, your, your news from the world and see what's going on overseas. That's real life, not a game. So I understand why he's saying from that aspect of it. And sometimes you do got to remember that. Roy joining us here on the sports hangover. Oh my. Is this, uh, is this the world champion Miami Dolphin Roy super fan Roy? Hello, Roy. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm good to go. Yeah. How's that championship, yeah, man? Because cha- championships are on in, in, uh, in the off season, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting off season. <laughs> um, excited to see what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, 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 had, I had to get you on because you keep texting me that the, the Saints are going to be terrible. Obviously, your Dolphins are going to win the championship. I mean, I, I don't understand why you think that the Saints are going to be terrible, though. I really don't. Winston's not coming here. He's probably going to go back to Tampa from the looks of it. To me, I think he's going to go back to Tampa. The place that didn't want him. Hey, yeah, different strokes of different folks. <laughs> Stop it. Stuff changes. <laughs> well, the, the he was in the- he was in the quarter this weekend, though. He's wearing Saints gear during the videos. What makes you think he, he he's uh, he's open to going to Tampa, a place where Bruce Arians already done gave up on him? Russell Wilson was in the in the quarter. I mean, everybody go to the quarter. It's a, it's, a, it's a city. It has nothing to do with the team. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Russell Wilson going to Denver? That's a good move. That's a that's a baller move. That's John. That's a John Elway baller move right there. That was a good move. I mean, he has good receivers. He has two good running backs. Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon wants to stay. He has uh, Javon, Devonnie Williams. Uh, so he has good running backs. Um, and he's a, he has a, the defense is pretty good. Okay, so I mean, he's 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 set. He said they haven't done it since uh, he was looking for that guy, Appa Payton, just like 
they was looking for the guy after John Elway. So um, hopefully he uh, gets it done. It makes the AFC West a lot a lot tougher. I mean, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good division. That's a good division. You got Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and you got Russell Wilson now. So you yep. got that's a good, that's a real good division. What do you think of the Hall? Two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth and three players, including Drew Locke. Is that something? Because I know a lot of Saints fans were talking about, hey, go make the trade for Russell Wilson. We were talking about how, you know, what what would that Hall look like? Do you think that is a fair Hall? Do you think Seattle got a Hall, or do you think that that was that's quote unquote the going rate? And how would that apply to Deshaun Watson? You think? I think Houston's gonna try. To- Ask for more for Deshaun Watson, but um, Denver has always been a less win now move. They always been that way, especially when it comes to John Elway, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't want to try to right rebuild anything. So um, that is, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. To, it was a lot to ask for, um, and I guess he he wanted he wanted that bad. He was going to do whatever it takes to get him because there was in talks about Russell Wilson for weeks. For weeks, they they barely talked to uh, Green Bay by Aaron Rodgers. It, it was Russell Wilson who they really want. Yeah, it, it is like that. Uh, uh, I see your team decided to franchise tag uh, the tight end Jasecki. Good move or not? It's a good money move. That's a good, very, very, very money move. They didn't want to. They want to concentrate more on building that offensive line because the two people they they're gonna go after is Ryan Jensen from uh, the center from Tampa Bay and Taron Armstead from. Um, from the Saints, they want to build that offensive line, and he want, And if Amari Cooper gets cut, they're going to try to go after him too. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Where I think there's so many teams right now that are willing to, you know, cut a, a big check for Teron Armstead. I, I I'd be really surprised if he's back with the Saints next week. I don't think he will be. Um, uh, he is just. Certain players, when they 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 will play better if they're in a new environment. It's just that he wants to be in a new environment. So, um, and we don't have no veteran leadership on our offensive line at all. None. Mm-hmm. All our offensive linemen have been there for at least two, three years. The most, the only person that's been there the longest is Jesse Davis, and he's horrible. I mean, he's horrible. So, um, sure, they're going to create cash space. They're going to cut him. They're going to get rid of, like, Albert Wilson and a lot of other players that we really didn't use, like Alan Hearns. He sat out one year. Uh, he's going to be gone. So uh, that's going to create a lot of ca- uh, lot of space. And we have a lot of we have a lot of room. We have a lot of uh, capital. We have the, actually, we have the most. So uh, building that system line with veteran leadership will help our team a lot. How many wins next year? Honestly, probably – between 11 and 12. Oh, that's low. I thought for sure you were going at least 13, 14. Nah, I'm not going to go crazy this time. I'm going to be realistic. <laughs> first year head coach. First year head coach. I'm not going to talk nine doing that. Okay. Nah, first year okay. head coach. And I've seen, I seen who we playing. Um, uh, we playing, uh, we have a, we have like probably like six hardest schedule. So honestly, uh, I say it's going to be between um, 11 and 12 wins. Um, because our coach, he believes in Tua. He he believes in him, and he's gonna do whatever it takes to get him get him right. And um, I can't wait to play against certain teams that, uh, especially <laughs> Pittsburgh, go against go against Byron Flores. Mm-hmm. 
I like how you said so, that, certain teams. All right, Roy, super fan of your Miami Dolphins. Um, always making sure that uh, I'm aware of when moves are being made between the Dolphins and the New Orleans Saints, man. Always a pleasure, bud. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. There he goes. It. Roy. Right. Quick break. Final segment. We come back. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. You know Randy, right? Research Randy? Yeah, you know Randy. That guy could spend a week researching which brand of underwear to buy. I went with him to look at diamonds. Uh, how did you survive it? I told him to go to every store and visit every website, and then I'd go with him to Ramsey's. Ha, <laughs> so you cheated. Yeah, I cheated. I didn't want to have to go to 20 stores. How long did it take him to realize Ramsey's is the place to buy diamonds? Keep in mind that by the time Randy got to Ramsey's, he had heard blah, blah, blah from everyone else in town. So what happened when he got to Ramsey's? When our boys saw that Ramsey's has every size and every color and every clarity of diamond from Diamond Mines, yeah. and all the same choices in created diamonds, yeah. plus every style of engagement ring that everyone else had, plus that many more that no one else had. Dude, I've been to Ramsey's. His eyebrows shut up an inch and a half, and he started to hyperventilate. Ha! <laughs> he bought from Ramsey's, right? Of course he did. Research Randy is annoying, but he's not an idiot. <laughs> Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Market. Tastes like home. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Can we talk? talk sport? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Couple of reactions from the Calvin Ridley situation yesterday. Again, he, that man still, he went to Twitter yesterday after he got suspended and he's LOLing this, LOLing that. He's like, only bet $1,500. Y'all chill. Like, dude. You just got suspended an entire year. Anyway, um, here's Dan Graziano on Calvin Ridley being suspended. His thoughts? I think it's cut and dried that in a professional sports league, you can't have the players betting on your games. I, I think that's very, very simple. I, I think that because if you start instituting any kind of gray area, then you have the potential for the appearance of impropriety, which is what you have to stay away from here. You can't have, oh, well, he was away from the team. Like that, that's not, it's not cool. So they drill it into these guys. You just heard Harry Douglas there talking about like that. You, you know, you can't do this. Like this is, this is made very, very clear to you on, on multiple occasions. So you, you know, it's wrong. Um, crazy. He's, um, Tweeting out there, you know my character, you know me. Well, you know me, you know my character. I know I was wrong, but I'm getting one year, LOL. All I bet was $1,500. <laughs> Do 
It's going to be more healthy when I come back. Just stay off Twitter, bud. Stay off Twitter. Here's Peter King. His thoughts on Calvin Ridley's suspension. The fact that a player who is not playing football and who's got a lot of dead time and uh, can just literally put an app on his phone and gamble like you can order a pizza. Uh, am I surprised? It, it's shocking to see, of course, because players are told over and over and over again you can't gamble. But I think we'd be naive to think there are 1,696 active players in the NFL at a given time, and there are probably another 800 on practice squads and IR uh, you know, at any given time. So there's 2,500 people. And to think that none of them would be using gambling apps to gamble or, or whatever, I think is a little bit naive. It's mm. interesting. Guess when you look at it like that, especially now with those apps too, right? Could a buddy be doing it and the player just kind of fronts the money? Look, um, it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL tries to crack down on that. I don't know if you can. I mean, you're so tied into it now with gambling companies, official draft, you know, DraftKings, the official partner of the NFL, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, it'll it'll be something to see if uh, other players get caught that way or does the league try to enforce it harder the other way or not. Uh, we'll, we'll see. How it all goes. But again, the big news today, Roger staying with the Packers, two hundred million fifty a year over four years, hundred and fifty three is the guarantee portion of it. Russell Wilson being traded in agree the agreements in place between the Seahawks and the Broncos. Two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth and three players, including uh quarterback. Um, Drew Locke going over to Seattle for Russell Wilson, who is now your Broncos guy. Marcus Spears, just a few minutes ago, had us to say on Wilson. Now there's a new Super Bowl contender in Denver that everybody in the AFC now has to pay real attention to. It is fun, man. It is fun to know that Russell Wilson may eventually play Josh Allen. He may eventually play Patrick Mahomes. He may eventually play Justin Herbert. I'm talking about to win championships in the playoffs. This is fun. This is the league that never stops giving, and I could not be more ecstatic about Russell Wilson being in Denver, and now we got a chance to talk about another team being a Super Bowl contender. Be um, be fun, I, I think, to, to see that kind of division, you know, have, have those battles back and forth to that many quarterbacks that are pretty, pretty good for sure. Hey, I mentioned DraftKings. Uh, it gives me a chance to quickly remind you before we wrap up today's show, you, you want to get that excitement of conference championships, man. What, I saw three buzzer beaters yesterday, saw one on the flight over here to Fort Worth. Um, myself, literally, in overtime. One to send the game to overtime, one to win it in overtime. DraftKings Sportsbook, bet five bucks on any team. They win their game, you get $200 in free bets. If they do, it's that simple. Try the same game parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. And don't forget, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Here's the code. LaRose, put that in when it says promo code, put in LaRose, 
and you bet five bucks on any college hoops team to win their game. You get $200 in free bets. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go ahead and do that. Start practicing this week for, you know, um, the big tournament that's coming up, obviously, here's in what, two weeks? A week, really, from that, right? Conference tournaments wrapping up this week. So, looking forward to that. And obviously, LSU baseball getting on the diamond. Matt Moscone will touch on that here as they will take on McNeese tomorrow. A couple of other teams get in. Weather is going to be an issue. UNO hosting ULL. Tulane's supposed to be. Uh, at Hattiesburg tomorrow taking on Southern Miss. The Eagles are playing today here as well. It's going to be rain in and out of the area, so may- maybe some rain delays. Hopefully all the games do get played, and we'll touch base with all of that and more. Don't forget, early tip time tonight, 6.30 for the Pelicans and Grizzlies. Our thanks to Ty Graffinini. Thanks to Eric Hazeltine, both voices of the Pelicans and Grizzlies, for joining us here as well. And tip... um Pre-game show starts at 6 o'clock. So we'll have all of that, and hopefully the Pels can find a way to win. Brandon Ingram likely not to play with hamstring soreness. Tomorrow the Pels are at home taking on the Magic in game one of four straight at home. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jordan. We'll see you tomorrow on the Sports Hangover 